0: friends i hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible and that you're taking care of all the people and plants and pets that are important to you i'd like to open up the monologue for this week's show by wishing a happy belated mother's day to all the moms out there listening thank you for doing what you do i hope you had a great mother's day my wife is a mother most mornings we have breakfast together and this past saturday we did just that and I was talking with my wife about podcasts and how they make their money, and the subject of Patreons came up. And after I explained to my wife what a Patreon is, because she doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts, she said, uh, why don't you have a Patreon for your podcast? To which I politely explained that part of what makes People Are the Enemy unique is that there is, nor has there ever been, a Patreon. And there are no advertisements. Then I began to wonder if my wife had ever listened to my show. I'm kidding, of course. But it is true. There's no Patreon set up for this podcast. There are no ads. There's no live stream. There's no YouTube channel. There's no merchandise. If you subscribe and listen to the show, congratulations. You are 100% on board with what we provide in terms of content every week. I will at this point, however, mention that if you love the show, and if you'd like to help contribute to it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some excellent fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. I am the author of 10 novels that are all currently available in ebook and paperback formats worldwide via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find all of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Search my last name, M-A-S-C-O-L-A, and that's how you'll find me on Google Play. I write in a variety of genres, so whether you like character-driven literary fiction, if you like horror, if you like crime, I've got you covered. If you've already purchased any or all of my novels, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. (coughs) people are the enemy listeners this is episode 280 of the people are the enemy podcast thank you for checking it out you're in the right place you are now rocking with the best can you believe it i can take my hand come with me come on grab my hand right now you're rolling with me come on that's right baby crime don't pay Thanks for tuning in. Does it get any better? Not if you listen to the Drek out there right now. Sing it in. All right, we got to take this down. We got show to do. Come on. Thank you, Chain and the Gang. That was Chain and the Gang with Crime Don't Pay. And I wanted to get into this story at the beginning of the show because I have it queued up on my phone. And it's the most recent thing I've read, <laughs> quite frankly, in terms of news, in terms of music news. How's that? This is from the Daily Mail, uh, which is a British newspaper slash website. Big mouth strikes again. Morrissey is filmed... From his British 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 Airways business class seat, demanding to be let off the plane that was grounded due to stormy weather. And this is an article by a fellow named Nick Pisa. Exclusive X Smiths frontman Morrissey caught up in delays in Ireland. He is said to have demanded to be let off the plane and jeered at the crew. One eyewitness described his behavior as quote really obnoxious and spiteful. Can you believe that for Morrissey? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll believe it. That uh, It's not the same Morrissey that uh, came to know and love in the early 80s. Oh boy, has that man changed. How unfortunate. Yeah, I used to roll with Morrissey. I love the Smiths. Still love the Smiths. Still respect everything that band put down and the things Morrissey sang about. But yeah, times have changed, man. Not pretty the way that guy's gone all right let me go with this article here that wasn't obviously from the article that was me speaking about uh speaking about my relationship to morrissey and his past and present controversial singer morrissey lived up to his big mouth strikes again classic demanding to be let off a plane when it diverted due to bad weather morrissey 63 63 who had a string of hits in the 80s as frontman with british band the smiths i love that that's all they give him credit for Never mind that he's had like a, what, well, 87, 97, 2000 like a 35 plus year career as a solo artist. Like him, who had a string of hits in the 80s as frontman with the British band The Smiths? Uh, was caught up in chaos after bad weather temporarily closed Dublin Airport on Monday night. Severe thunderstorms meant his flight from London Heathrow to the Irish capital was diverted to Shannon on the west coast of Ireland where it sat on the tarmac for almost two hours until the weather improved. Two hours. Oh, dear. But once on the tarmac, witnesses said Morrissey demanded to speak to the captain and asked to be let off the Airbus A320 as he didn't, quote, want to be hanging around in a coffin for hours. (laughs) Believe this guy? Oh, God. Video passed to Mail Online shows him standing at the front of the plane in a blue suit, talking to a cabin crew member who is heard telling him, quote, we have to put the paperwork in the computer, close the door, and then off we go. <laughs> in another clip, Morrissey, who is sitting in the business class section, is seen slow clapping as the captain apologizes for the delay and with his tongue firmly in cheek, thanking the singer for the applause. I'll play that for you. We got that clip. He says, Thank you for your patience and also your applause. We really appreciate it up here at the front. We are doing everything we can to get the aircraft back to Dublin as quickly as we can. Once the announcement ends, Morrissey can be seen clapping again and telling the crew, What? What? This means nothing! In further video, where the pilot is heard briefing passengers ahead of landing on weather conditions at Dublin, Morrissey is again seen and heard clapping the announcement. Can you imagine? 63-year-old Morrissey sarcastically clapping on... Oh, just making a scene. Just making a spectacle of himself, essentially. Well, nothing changes. Okay, the captain adds... As I say thank you again for your patience at the end of the flight, I will be at the front of the aircraft. If you have any questions or comments, I will be happy to answer those. Please don't take it out on our lovely crew. We are doing all we can, as I've said many times, to get you to Dublin as soon as we can. Thank you again for your patience. One eyewitness said, quote, I didn't realize it was Morrissey at first until someone told me, and then I recognized him. He was slow hand clapping the pilot and the crew and being really disrespectful to all of them. (laughs) He looked like he'd been drinking, and he was at the front of business class and was asking for gin and tonics all the time. This is the greatest story ever. The pilot announced we had to go to Shannon because of thunderstorms in Dublin, and we must have been on the ground for two hours before we took off again. Quote, Morrissey was being really obnoxious and spiteful. He said he wanted to get off in Shannon because he didn't want to be in a flying coffin, but the crew wouldn't let him. He was standing at the front, talking to the captain for a bit, who was trying to calmly explain to him there was nothing that could be done, and we had to wait for the weather to clear. Every time the captain made an announcement, Morrissey would just start jeering and slow hand-clapping him. I thought it was really boorish and rude of him. Boorish and rude. Flight tracking apps show the flight BA-0824 taking off from Heathrow and then landing at Shannon at 8.07 p.m. after being diverted because of the weather. At 9.37 p.m. it took off before landing in Dublin. 35 minutes later, at 10.15, 2 hours and 20 minutes behind schedule, where he left the flight without any further incident or police and security being called. Oh my goodness. Okay, you want to hear the clip? This is beautiful. Passengers filmed the star's interactions with cabin crew as he sat at the front of business class. A member of the cabin crew speaks to Morrissey left who passengers say was obnoxious and spiteful. Okay, yeah. First thing you'll hear is is (laughs) Morrissey slow clapping and uh, basically being uh, um, super sarcastic at being inconvenienced on a flight. All right, check this out, guys. This is the best. (laughs) Here it is. Wow, wow. Thank you
1: for your patience and also your applause. We really appreciate it. We're doing
0: everything
1: we can yeah. to get the aircraft back to Dublin as soon as we possibly can. Thank you. Which okay? means what? Which means what? Nothing. It means nothing. It nothing. means
0: nothing. It means nothing. Unlike- okay, so you heard there <laughs> the captain uh, sarcastically thanking Morrissey for the applause. Again, tongue firmly in cheek. Morrissey clapping off beat while chanting "It means nothing," <laughs> which means what? All right, here's some more of Morrissey. Uh, this is a uh, this. There was a small cut, and there's some some more footage of him talking. I believe with uh, the crew demanding to see the pilot. Check this out. rail breeze on the ground, a fairly wet from the rain earlier. At fourteen degrees now, hour still some scattered clouds. As things currently stand, we're like will be touching down in around about 20 minutes time at quarter past 10 with a short taxi on our stand on the plane to get to you there, of course, as quickly as we possibly can. As I say, thank you again for your patience. At the end of the flight, I'll be at the front of the aircraft. If you have any questions or comments, I'm happy to answer those. Please don't take those out on our lovely crew. We'll do all we can to use Dublin, as I've said many times, as soon as we possibly can. Thank you again for your patience, and hopefully, next time I speak to you, we'll be safely on our stand at Dublin. This a oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Did you love that? Oh my god, that guy. Come on, man. Bring back the old Morrissey. Come on. He's in there somewhere. Not this crabapple anti-multiculturalist. I still believe in you, Morrissey. I think there's a good person in there. Come on, man. Come on. I know you're in there. What more can I say, huh? I know what I can say. Better off. I know what I can play. Do you know what I can play? It never gets old. (laughs) I love it. That clip never gets old. What else can I tell you about here? Someone called me James the other day. (laughs) Oh, man. Look, Look, I'm not perfect. I forget people's names. But I do have an ego. And when somebody calls me the wrong name more than once, oof, it hurts, man. I wouldn't even say, like, I guess I do get irritated. I was going to say, maybe I don't get angry. But I do get irritated by it. And somebody noticed. Because this was in a class at work. And there were only three people there. And suddenly a woman was referring to me as James. <laughs> I want to say, man, there's, you, got three, you got three people's names to remember. I'm sure you're a busy person. But come on. And then when I went to speak, you know, my voice was, Hi! And my hands were flying this way and that. (laughs) And my colleague noticed and said, "You you seem really uh, seem really on edge there." I said, "Yeah, I didn't. I really didn't want to come across as angry, and I didn't. But I think my ego. My ego is is too big, and when somebody doesn't recognize me, then I get a little agitated. I, I sincerely do. And again, I'm not perfect." I don't always remember folks' names. Oh, well. You know I can't fix anything. And when I say fix anything, I mean like repair. Like simple stuff. I tried to repair my car's air conditioner. I got a 20-year-old car with over 235,000 miles on it. And two years ago, a friend of mine showed me how to get, like, refrigerant. This, You know, like a can of... Of I don't know what do they, what do they call that stuff. It's called refrigerant, I guess. I, I I thought it was known as something else. Somebody's singing outside. Can you hear that? <laughs> hang on a second. Let's hear. Let's listen. Hang on a second. Let's bring the mic over to the window here. Check this out. It's a little live radio here. Let's look at this. Hang on, hang on. Sir, what are you singing? What's that song? Which one? The song you were singing. There was a country mouse and a city mouse, right? The country mouse and the city mouse?
1: Yeah. Ho menon,
0: I guess. That was very pretty. Can you sing a little bit more? I'm I'm recording. There was a country mouse and a city
1: mouse. And they were very good friends. The country mouse invited the city mouse. The city mouse invited the country mouse.
0: I love it. Bravo! Thank you. Beautiful voice. Have a great day. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you make a great podcast, people. (laughs) I'm going to hand things over to Rachel from Des Moines right now. I'll save my story about the refrigerant for next week. How's that? Or maybe I'll forget it altogether. We got the Country Mouse, City Mouse song in this episode. How about that, folks? Okay, without any further ado, I'm handing things off now to our friend Rachel from Des Moines with the Chart Chat. So, take it away, Rachel.
1: Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week, especially Sherry, who stands up for Boston's Can't You Say With Me. An undeniable jam, she said, and I agree. To Tavey, who had not only just seen The Day that Earth Stood Still, but also enjoyed how the klaatu Beetle rumors fit in with the earlier Paul is Dead ones. He die, as they say in the Beatle rumor biz. Going back a couple weeks, we had a chart from April 24th, 1971. At number 34 is a song called Friends by Elton John. That was the peak for that one. This was the third single to chart on the US Hot 100 for Elton, and it was his second time in the top 40 after your song reached number 8. This was So this song was part of a soundtrack from a movie called Friends. It came out in 1971. Uh, Elton John and Bernie Taupin wrote the soundtrack for it. And they actually received a Grammy nomination for Best Original Score Written for Motion Picture or Television Special. I looked up the, week the his uh, awards and nominations, and I was shocked to learn he got lots of Grammy noms in the 70s. But he did, Elton John didn't win one until uh, being a part of that That's What Friends Are For song in, uh, with Dionne Warwick and the rest. Which, considering all the amazing work he did in the 70s, that's surprising to me. So this song I came to know of because it was included on Freedom Rock, but then I would never actually hear it on the radio, and it wasn't on his greatest hits, and I never knew why. Uh, The movie itself seems like it's kind of a blue lagoon, but on land situation. I do think the song is sweet, so I did want to include it for for that, for enjoying the song itself as well. At number 14 is We Can Work It Out by Stevie Wonder. That would make it one more notch to number 13. This was the fourth single off of his 12th album, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, and the credits for the album as a whole have Stevie Wonder doing lead and backing vocals, harmonica, drums, percussion, piano, organ, and clavinet. And if you want to see some of his drumming, you should definitely check out the Summer of Soul documentary. And I have to say the harmonica solo on this one I particularly enjoyed. Just like a really great cover, it really it shows what uh, you know what these talented artists like Stevie Wonder can do with the song, with the Beatles track. Our chart from the '80s was May 2nd of 1981. Uh, on its way down from a peak of number 58, uh, Yoko Ono is at number 95 this week with her single "Walking on Thin Ice." This was Yoko's only solo appearance in the U.S. Hot 100, and she wrote and produced the track. And this was the final recording that John Lennon worked on before he was killed and he was holding a cassette tape of it at the time. Um, And in addition to John Lennon on lead guitar and keyboards, Tony Levin played bass and Andy Newmark played drums on the song. And I really like this one. Uh, It sounds kind of like Talking Heads to me. Um, I had heard of it, but I hadn't really heard it until recently. I think it's very cool. Um, The song was remixed in 2003 and topped the dance club chart and then again in 2013 and also made it to that number one spot. Um, So there's tons of remixes and stuff between all these different versions. Unfortunately, the 1981 version is not on Spotify, but you can hear it on YouTube. At number 81 is a song called You Like Me, Don't You by Jermaine Jackson. This will make it to number 50. This is the second single from his seventh album, Simply Called Jermaine. And I had to include this one kind of just for me because it's so yachty with the beat and the smooth groove. And uh, Stevie Wonder played an uncredited harmonica solo on this one. So have a theme again. And uh, other personnel on the album include Nathan East and Herbie Hancock. Yeah, th- I don't... This is probably just for the Yacht Rock enjoyers. Uh, as is our next one, uh, number 64, a song called "Fool in Love with You by Jim Photoglow. That would make it to number 25. Uh, this was a single from the album of the same name. And he did have one earlier album simply as Photoglow, uh, which also produced one top 40 single. Fool in love with you, you gotta watch the video for this one. It looks like a PBS educational show. And I learned of this one from the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast, where uh, Hollywood Steve was accused of liking Jim Photoglow just for his name, which is spelled P-H-O-T-O-G-L-O. And I learned that he is also a songwriter for many country artists, and he also he wrote "Fishing in the Dark by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. At number 36 is Find Your Way Back by Jefferson Starship. That will make it to number 29. This was the first single from the sixth Jefferson Starship album, Modern Times, which featured the return of Grace Slick after a one-album absence. Um, I think if people know or like the song Jane from What Hot American Summer, uh, they would also like this one. I feel like Find Your Way Back is lesser known, but it's also very good. So check it out. And we have a chart from the 70s this week, May 6th of 1978. At number 70 is The Groove Line by Heatwave, And that would make it all the way up to number 7. Heatwave Wave are described as an international funk and disco band. And this was the first single off of their second album called Central Heating. So Heatwave formed uh, from an American serviceman named Johnny Wild- Johnny Wilder Jr., who had served in Germany and then moved to the UK. He was from Dayton, Ohio, originally, so that you know ties into the, the funk situation. And he teamed up with Englishman Rod Temple Temperton in London. And their band also included musicians from Czechoslovakia, Switzerland, and Jamaica as well as Wilder's brother, also from Jason. And uh, this was the third of three songs for Heatwave that made the Hot 100, and all of them reached the top 20. Um, they did have more singles on the R&B side. I learned that Johnny Wilder, uh, unfortunately was in a pretty bad car accident in 79, where he was paralyzed, but he was still able to sing. He still performed on the albums and he still produced the albums. Um, and then he also went on to have a solo career in the gospel genre. Another one from 78 is uh, Wheel in the Sky by Journey. It's at number 58 this week. We may get one more notch to 57. This was the first single off the band's fourth album, Infinity. And it was the first with new lead singer Steve Perry. Uh, He joined the San Francisco-based group while songwriting and recording were already in progress on the album Infinity. And so I learned that Wheel in the Sky was co-written by Robert Fleischman, who Perry had replaced as frontman. And if you read the Wikipedia page, it's kind of humorous how they kind of snuck Steve Perry in and forced this other guy out. Uh, But Infinity, Evolution, and Departure, that three-album run, uh, that lineup is my favorite for Journey. Um, I really like having Greg Rowley on the keyboards and vocals with Steve. And uh, you can hear some great live versions of the hits of that era on the Captured album, including a really cool version of Wheel in the Sky. This is just a good one from Journey. I think if people know a little bit about them or might be more familiar with the 80s stuff, uh, definitely check this out. At number 40 is a song called Dance With Me by Peter Brown and Betty Wright. That would make it to number eight. And Peter Brown is, a American, is an American singer, songwriter, and producer. He's from Illinois. Uh, this is his, his first album, A Fantasy Love Affair. And this was the biggest hit that he had, uh, but there was an earlier song called "Do You Want to" earlier single release called "Do You Want to Get Funky with Me" uh, from that same album that made it to number 18. And so this is credited to Peter Brown and Betty Wright, and Betty is known for her early 70s hit "The Clean Up Woman." And Wikipedia says her girlfriends Patricia Hurley and Wildflower also sang on "Dance with Me." And finally, at number 21, we have Sweet with Love Is Like Oxygen. That would also make it to number 8. This was the first single from the group's sixth studio album called Level Headed. And it was their final appearance in the top 40, though a second single from this album called California Nights hit number 76 in the U.S. And I just wanted to include this one because if you had other sweet songs, I'll probably maybe mentioned it. Um, so this was sort of marked a, an end of an era for the band. Their lead singer left after this album, and they made three more, but then they broke up. And even those last two really just didn't have any chart action, on the, even on the album's chart for those. Um, but as I was looking at their singles discography, I saw that they had uh, in the early 80s a track called... It's It's the Sweet Mix, which charted in the UK and Australia, which I'm assuming it was a medley, part of that uh, medley craze. I want to research into that a little bit more. And then I saw some other albums credited to Andy Scott's Sweet. So maybe one of these like schism situations where they have to, you know, one guy owns the name and the other ones are still wanting to keep going. Uh, So I want to mention that all these last few songs from 78 I guess maybe apart from Journey, but they were ones that I really enjoyed hearing on 70 Saturday night on Star Two Point Five back in the day, and I recently got to listen to a similar type of show that's out of uh, Madison, Wisconsin, thanks to a tip from Jeffrey from BJ Big Soup. Well, that's all the time we have this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy.
0: Thank you, Rachel. Awesome stuff, as always. I wanted to let folks know on Saturday, May 20th, I'll be at the Nashua Public Library's Indie Author Fest in Nashua, New Hampshire from 10 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll be selling paperback copies of all ten of my novels. If you're in the area, please stop by, say hi, and buy a book. Or two. Thank you. This has been episode 280 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.